Hey, Ro. Hello, Jane. How are you? I'm trying to get into my desert island discs vibe. Yeah, we are. Um, can you tell we're stuck for content? <laughs> no, no, we've been for ages. No, so okay. So first of all, we're just gonna throw out there that the episode you're about to hear, we have no idea what copyright is. Yeah, we don't know the legalities around saying that we're doing an episode based on desert island discs. We probably shouldn't shouldn't have said. We probably just should have said we we're going to pick our favorite songs. <laughs> uh, Desert Island Discs is a podcast from the BBC. It's actually it was a radio show for decades. Um, it's amazing. I love oh. it. Are you trying to play the music? Yeah. No, you definitely can't do that. No. We can't steal everything about it. Anyway, I'm sure you've all had those conversations. For anyone who listens to the podcast or is aware of it, you've I'm sure you've all had those like dinner party conversations of what would your Desert Island Discs hits be. So basically you pick five songs, I think. Yeah. That you would take with you on a desert island. Um, I don't think I picked five songs that I'd necessarily take with me on a desert island. But Neither. in Desert Island Disc, what they always do is pick songs that were really like important to them during their formative years or yeah. have a big significance to them or yeah. remind them of a certain thing or, or whatever. Oh, it's a great podcast. If you haven't listened to it, you should. Oh, especially the Kirsty Young years. Yeah. It. Oh, lovely voice. And even, I even think the recent ones are so brilliant. And yeah. it's a great one by Joe Wicks of the day, would you believe? Joe Wicks, obviously, yeah. You learn so much about people. I listened to a great Goldie Hawn one and I was uh, really like, God, Goldie, fair play to you. Um, Tom Hanks did a famously good one. Yeah, well, yeah. I'd re-listen to that, actually. Yeah, it's fab. What I will say, yeah, I agree with Jane. The songs we're about to play or talk about are not, I wouldn't be listening to these all the time on a, like a regular basis, but no. they mark definite uh, pivotal moments. Pivotal. Remember, I couldn't say pivotal. earlier. Pivotal moments in our lives and they just bring back, I think they're the songs that just bring back all sorts of emotions, good yeah. and bad. Yeah, they make me feel all sorts of ways. Now, yeah. we've both picked five each. Yeah. Um, We're kind of going to, Take a turn, I suppose. We're we're thinking about splitting it into two episodes, but we think that's a bit too much for you. Um, it's a lot of that's that's a lot of talking shite, and also there's a lot of overlap in some of our songs because I guess we've known each other for a lot of these formative years. Yeah. So I think there's a little bit of overlap. Anyway, we'll just uh, so we'll yeah. just go for it. Also, sorry, to- just before we get into ours, <clears throat> the, um, there's an amazing episode of Desert Island Discs on Sinead Burke as well. Um, oh god it's probably it's one, I think it's one of the best ones I've ever listened to wow I must listen to she's just amazing but um, Dave was like you should ask her on the podcast I'm like she would never <laughs> she might Sinead if you're listening yeah yeah, if you're to be listening yeah. but anyway she's just so knowledgeable and just inspirational but um, do you, we'll go for it we'll go for it yeah do you want to go, go on pick your Who's first going first okay you go for it sure okay well I don't really know where to start. I didn't even really do them in chronological order either. Mine are kind of in... Yeah, mine are kind of in chronological order. Should I go in chronological order? If if it comes naturally, Jane, go for it. Uh, No, I'm not going to go in chronological order. Okay. I'm just going to go for the first one on my list. Um, So the first song on my list is by a Swedish pop band from the 1970s and 80s called... I wonder. ABBA. (laughs) I was gonna imagine say, it was something really yeah, obscure. Schergenberg. Heidel me lying in Yeah. <laughs> imagine. <laughs> imagine you just had the most peculiar. Yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, me and Ro can really relate to both these. Imagine, <laughs> like, imagine, like, we actually <laughs> we picked the most bizarre artist that no one knew and 
everyone's yeah. like, that was just an exercise in showing how much of an arsehole you are. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mind no. you, it was like, and uh, these are um, you might Brahms, heard of them? Uh, piano trio in C. <laughs> uh, Ro, you love this one. Uh, no, it's ABBA. And uh, the song I picked is Knowing Me, Knowing You. Now, oh, Are you going to give us a little rendition? No. I thought we said to do a few seconds and you said no one's going to... I didn't say I was going to sing. No, I mean on me. the, from Spotify. Oh, from Spotify. So me and Ro had like a debate of like, how are we going to add this in? Um, okay, well, I suppose I could. Uh, so this song's by ABBA. Now, really, I could have picked any, any ABBA song. Yeah. But I just feel like I need to mark them. And and this song in particular um, has one of my favorite um, melodies mm. in like pre, like favorite, like pre chords. I, I don't know. It's just the most beautiful line. And it's a bit that's uh, waking, uh, breaking up is never easy. I know, but I have to go. So I just you, this so, is one of your songs more so for the actual melody rather than the meaning. No. So ABBA, it's yeah, it's not so much about a meaning, but ABBA have. ABBA along with Beyonce I think have were two artists that were that have stood the test of time and like I remember being in second class in school and like writing like ABBA rocks on my oh my god like folders like I loved ABBA I begged my dad to get me ABBA gold when what? I was like oh my god eight. do you remember ABBA gold my parents brilliant. had that amazing oh brilliant um so just they've they've been with me forever and like so is Beyonce so you know since Destiny's Child like mm-hmm. really she's been with me through every part of my life as of ABBA so I had to just start off of course, with ABBA go so for it. I'll give a give a tune I don't know where in the song this is gonna be oh so emotional go on do you want to hear the bit the the melody yeah. I love Oh god, sorry, just only hears. Oh, this is torture. I want to go out and dance. Knowing me, knowing you. Aha. So this bit here, it's just so beautiful. I'm that dick at a party. It's like, listen, listen. Oh. Brilliant. I'll cut it off before we get. <laughs> what incredible songwriter. So I just thought that was a, a fitting a fitting one to start off with. They've been with me forever. Absolutely. Lovely start. What about you? Oh, that mine is cringe now coming after this. Ah, go on. Okay. <clears throat> I had to talk about. Also, how could yours be cringe coming after ABBA? No, it's way less cool. I just told you I cool. wrote ABBA rocks on no, my folders. Jane, it's way less cool. ABBA's cool. Fleetwood Mac, cool. All these like, you know, oh, cool bands. Like, this is like, this is cringe. This is like real cringe. Okay. But actually, okay, it's McFly, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Jane's like, yeah, okay, that's fine. So I, McFly represents a time in my life when I, when we're in secondary school, probably I would say third, fourth, fifth and sixth year um i loved them sixth year even maybe i don't know maybe not sixth year okay i think i loved them like throughout my okay yeah i would have thought going. more like first second third fourth they? year. oh god no got not my, first year sorry not first year now i've got my years completely wrong i'd say third year actually yeah around 2005 so so you're like 15 yeah. yeah um i loved them and at that time we were hanging around like a lot of our friends are real kind of rockers like and i remember being like no i like my fly and i was actually mortified and maybe it obviously clearly stuck with me because i just even said it there but i loved them um and it just represents the simplest 
times. So I'd, I'd me and, and, and a friend of mine, we'd go back to my house and we would literally bake brownies on a Wednesday and just Blair McFly <laughs> and just dance. And it was just deadly. You just really felt, I don't know, no worries is what I associate McFly with. That's lovely. Yeah. And also, have I told them? You've told the okay, story. You know, on. okay. You know, I, I've, I've given Dougie well, a bracelet. Yeah. I think he was also just probably the first like pop star that I really fancied. Uh, Dougie was a right. He still is right. Ah, no, I wouldn't. Ah, he's gotten very hipster. He's always hipster, but yeah, and it was more skater at the beginning, wasn't he? But anyway, the song I'm going to pick is actually an unusual McFly choice. I could have picked any of their songs, but this one, I don't know. I don't even know why it resonated with me. This was just one that I used to dance around so much to, and it's called Star Girl. Oh, I don't know this one. Yeah, that's to me. That's the sound of 2005, isn't it? Yeah. The things that I want to say Kids these days don't know what they miss I That even, like, I started listening to today Like, I haven't listened to McFly Like, I would never listen to them But when I heard that song, it just filled me with just this I don't know how to describe it It's just like, remember Do you know what? I think it's also that It's that age of teenage obsession Like, and we've talked about this before in one yeah. of our episodes But you know, when you're a teenager, you you really have these massive crushes on on your idols. Like, Huge, yeah. Why is that? Like, there has to be studies done on that. Yeah, like the shrines. I used to have a McFly shrine. I used to have a Britney Spears shrine. I've talked about that. Of where, course, where yeah. I put the sock up on the wall and wrote Mickey Mouse Club on it. I know, bizarre. <laughs> why? <laughs> Just like you're in the Mickey Mouse. Anyway, yeah. but anyway, that was part of uh, being a teenager. That's that's lovely. I mean, I I feel I'm gonna go back to my list now, and um, you're gonna you're gonna be shocked, but I didn't include. Avril Lavigne on my list you're joking so me. as everyone knows I've got two Avril Lavigne tattoos like complicated like that first album Let Go was actually I think I might have to add it to my list Jane how is it not on your list okay I'm gonna add it to my list and go on okay well do you know what <laughs> the rule book's thrown <laughs> out the window the guys by the skin of its teeth um, Avril Lavigne I think was similar to you like that kind of obsession like I I was in love with her and I really think like like I was gay and I didn't know, but I just lo- I fancied the fucking arse off her. Yeah, but I could never say that I fancied her. I just want I said oh I just want to be here. I want to be your friend, but I fancy the arse off her. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember listening to that first album. I remember hearing Skater Boy on the radio for the first time because these are the this is the days there was no YouTube. Mm. Like you couldn't look up a new song, and you actually just saw videos when they came on MTV. Like you wouldn't know someone released a song as a single no. until it came on TV. Do you remember even agonizing over the, the cover of the album and you'd be holding it and you'd be like, you oh, know, every yeah. detail of it and you'd be like picking up the little booklet that would come with yeah, it. Yeah, it would have the lyrics in it yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, Avril, I remember hearing Skater Boy on the radio and not. I was like, who is this person? Oh my God. <laughs> and, um, and then a while later, Complicated came out. So obviously they just played an album song. Anyway... Long story short, Avril Lavigne was my first love. That first album, Let Go, I have spent, I I must have spent hours and hours and hours and hours of my life lying in my bed listening to this album on repeat. Mm-hmm. So much to the point where, you know when you're expecting the next song to come on? Yeah. When you hear a song on the radio now? Yeah. Uh, so I think I'm going to pick a, a strange one. I hope you know it. Do you remember this one? Things I'll Never Say. Yeah. Uh, uh, because I was like gay. <laughs> I think you used to whip this out on guitar and we'd sing it at parties. Oh my god! Yeah. And of you, yeah, the lyrics were hard though. I remember. 
It's uh, oh, I still know all the words to all of it. But I w- I fancied all my friends. And these are the lyrics. I'm pulling out my clothes. I know it shows. Oh, <laughs> actually, I'm gonna cry for little Jane. Um. Anyway, she slipped in. She slipped in. Of course, she did. Of course, of course. So I'll have, to, I'll have to bump someone else later. You bump someone else later. That um. God, yeah. It's so weird. The emotions they bring back, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's funny. I think smells and songs are two things that can bring you back to a place. Isn't it so weird? Like I'd be terrible at remembering lyrics now, but I can remember all these lyrics, all these songs yeah, yeah. from ten years ago. I had to stop myself from f- singing full blast there. Okay, this is. I'm really going to bring the tone down to quite somber now, right? Okay, for my on. second song. I think I might um, know what it is. I don't like it too. Really? Mm, no. So this song <clears throat> was played at a funeral, right? Huh. Of a young person who died almost ten years ago, maybe more. Um. And it was around a time where two young people in my life passed away. And obviously, look, when anyone dies, it's terrible. And we've spoken about that probably in the death episode. But when somebody like your own age or in their 20s and younger dies, it's extremely, obviously, shocking. Um, So two people died very close succession. And this song was played at one of the funerals. And I've always loved Simon and Garfunkel. But Mm. this particular song was a real pivotal moment. Pivotal. Pivotal moment in my life because... I realized that life doesn't go on like it was this moment of like obviously people had died I'd known people who died but there was just this moment in my life where I realized oh my god you're not invincible because you're young and it was it was just the first time you're aware of your own mortality absolutely wow and this song every time That's I hear powerful. it every time I hear it I just think of that so in many ways it's it's great but anyway I'll, hold on, I'll get up now sorry it's in many ways it's, it's it was a big lesson but God, why is it not? Oh, here it is. So it's Sound of Silence. Oh, yeah. It's so sad. Like, even if it's unrelated to a funeral, it's so sad. Wow. That's a good one, Ro. I can't listen to it without thinking of just like, God. Kind of a nice lesson, though. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. What a tune. Anyway. Nope, wow, well, that's a very good one. Yeah, that's the sad, that's that's my last of the sads, right? Well, no, I think that's okay. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, no, I'm sorry, I've got another sad one. Yeah, I think uh, you know, I mean, I definitely think that there's, like the songs, like yeah, like I can associate songs with every moment of my life. You know yeah. what I mean? Songs that you're out. That's why I love watching Reeling in the Years. Oh Jesus! Um, Don't get Jane on Reeling in the Years. Should we? Uh, okay, I'll go down a sad route then since we're on that tone. It's my it's not actually not a sad song, but um like it has sad undertones for me. Uh so about uh a year before my mum died, we went on our last family holiday together and we went to Wales and uh my family went with uh, my auntie and uncle and their family, mm-hmm. so we both went together and we stayed in this fucking caravan park in like Wales mm. Aberystwyth and it was one of those places that had like a kiddies club yeah. and like you know like it had like the pub and the, the social nights and yeah. things like that and they had a karaoke night and uh, we still have home videos now somewhere uh, where my dad got up and sang this song uh, so whenever I hear this song I associate it with that holiday which was the last holiday really before my mum got really sick like Aww. I guess the last year of her life she was yeah. quite sick but it was the last time I remember her well Oh, wow. And uh, the song is Obladi Oblada by the Beatles. 
So, what a tune! What a tune! It's great. It's a happy song as well. Oh no, I love it. But it really takes me back to like '97. Oh, it's such a dad karaoke song, isn't it? Hold on. Tune. Life goes on. Scared the Beatles are gonna sue us now. Um, was your dad uh, nice? That the lyrics say, "La la la, life goes on." Anyway, was your is your dad a good singer? <laughs> he would like to say he is, yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine him singing that song. Where he used to be in bands when he was a teenager, oh, and he uh, he knows three chords on the guitar. And uh, his bands were called um, one of them was called uh, Order of the Golden Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah there you go okay my next one oh this actually makes me feel sick right so as everyone listening i'm sure can relate to when you go through a first breakup or any breakup you drown yourself in music especially when you're a teenager i feel like i don't know if i'd do that now if i was going through breakup but you know when you're at that age and you're going through heartbreak whatever breakup or heartbreak whatever it is and you just have an album that you just I actually think that it's not specific to being young. I don't know if I would like if I do it the same way now though. No, I definitely like even like my last kind of heartbreak before Andrea, I like indulged in, yeah. in Adele songs. I was torn because there was two albums that I I, I I just I was going through the like my first breakup, my first love, devastated, and I was going through two albums. One which I'm not going to play was Tegan and Sarah, of course, and I just I like, was. 19 but Jane like honestly th- I actually that turns my stomach that album because it just brings you back it's so yeah. weird but another one similarly turns my stomach I actually hate this song and hate this artist no offence Damien Rice but <laughs> I can't but I'll, sh- I'll play you a bit of it but this is the song that I would play over and over in my bed oh. in my do you remember it like isn't it so sad still a little bit of you lace with my Great song, really, but yeah, that's another one for me, actually. Would you listen to this when you're? Oh yeah, I, I remember like sitting, listening to it, and trying to learn all the songs, and everything. Yeah. Anyway, Damien Rice lying in bed, bawling my eyes out for what felt like an eternity. It was probably like a few days, oh. but like um, <laughs> no, it wasn't definitely not a few days. Uh, but oh my god, when I when I heard it today, it tugged at the heart again. Yeah, it that's that's a funny one for me too, actually. Yeah, yeah. and also because he peddled that album for about seven years yeah. before he released something else, he's kept touring it. Yeah, I actually even remember like being heartbroken and going on like a family holiday to France or Paris or something. I think it was Paris, and just like yeah, just give me. I was listen to my album. <laughs> oh. I just wanted to listen to Damien Rice's album on a disc cry. man or something. Yeah, like yeah. it was really just yeah, mad. Yeah, Damo Rice. Where the heck is Damien Rice? Who knows? He came up with that other. Al- he came out with that other album after which nine, the one with nine crimes on it. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, he was very big for a while, wasn't he? He was a great songwriter, to be fair. But great I songwriter. Just can't I go anywhere near him now with the. Be cancelled now. Oh. <laughs> I don't I don't want to put anyone in blast I'm not sure what story is there okay. so do you know what? I take that back I don't know right I don't know but I haven't heard from him in a while <laughs> so it must be he's cancelled I, I don't know I don't know no, okay yeah yeah anyway Damo thanks for like not healing my heartbreak but making me indulge in my heartbreak over and over again oh god I'd say he's done that for a lot of people though mm-hmm. um now I just need to find my next one if you could just hold the room for a sec no pressure yeah no pressure 
Oh God, but Tegan and Sarah is another one I couldn't even, I couldn't even open them up on my phone. I actually felt too triggered to be honest. Okay. Where did they go? Okay, okay. thanks for holding the room there. I've got it. Okay, so this next song is a song I wrote, actually. Oh my God, she's plugging herself, lads. Can you believe Uh, it? A song me and my friend Rachel wrote. Oh, um, I you know what I almost didn't even think of it but really what more like formative song is there than this song it, it kind of really represents like <clears throat> about like three years of my life mm-hmm. uh, between the ages of like 15 and 17 so so me and my friend Rachel were in a band together we were called Jane's Groupie I don't know why we recorded as in was Rachel your groupie yeah, it was like was that when you're she used to always say, "Oh, you're the legend guitarist. I'm just your groupie." She used to always say that, even though Rachel's a fucking unreal singer. So it became like a joke, and yeah, the name of the band was James. I've no idea. I've no idea. It worked. Whatever, it worked. So um, when we were like 15, we started playing together, and this is um, I wrote the guitar, and she had these lyrics written. Mm-hmm. And it's you know very first loves and things like that. Yeah, both of us are gay, so both of us like feeling sorry for yourselves over some girl and we wrote this song which uh ended up being the runaway hit of the summer <laughs> no it wasn't but um we uh ended up uh, actually genuinely was in our group it was it was huge we were all delighted we, we were big song. we were big and brave yeah um and we ended up recording a full album and we went on a little tour around ireland and stuff and and it uh it took me a lot of places and we continued playing until we were about 18 or something and, and it took us a lot of places and uh started a lot of friendships uh started us like playing gigs with with people who you know were in other bands and and you know all ages gigs and things like that and a lot of those people now were like quite successful musicians mm-hmm. and it's uh yeah i don't know it just takes me right back so yeah. you know what i thought i'd include it so this song is called um crumble crumble Great guitar playing there, Jane. Thank you, thank you. It was, uh, I don't think we'll get sued for this one. Heartbreak leaves the best songs, doesn't it? it? Took me, took me right back. Did you hear the chorus? Yeah. are so cute so cute when I talk I mumble and I I think I'm in love never true word spoken though oh god I love I mean that brings me back to just house parties as well at that time because you'd always bring it out oh people would always be like play it play Play one more play one more Uh, and actually me and Rachel um, at that brief intermission of lockdown yeah we me and her and one of our other friends like, were having a few cans out by a by a campfire and, and we played it for the first time oh and I, I'd love to see it live again Jane yeah, put it on my Instagram but we played it for probably the first time in 15 years I don't know um, but uh, yeah yeah so that's that's a big deal for me I think there's a really weird thing happening when I'm typing in these songs that like it don't, it's a playlist it's coming up am I in a weird section of my Spotify <laughs> 
Spot, like, I have to say, Spotify is a load of shite. <laughs> Go on, tell us. I why. hate the search functionality. I hate the way it groups things. I hate the way if you're like clearly typing in Lady Gaga, you want to see Lady Gaga's albums. You don't want to see like individual songs, individual stuff. songs, discography, playlist she's on. I'm like, no, like I hate you have it. to scroll right down to get the album you want. Yeah, it's and then it might not even be there. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of Gaga. Oh, we're into this era. Couldn't tell us what era it was, bro. Okay. This this would I would argue is me and Rose best prime. era. Fucking prime. 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 2010. No, 2009 to probably 2012. Ah, no. 22? I started going out with David in 2010. It was probably 2011. We weren't going toward that long. Anyway, yeah. around 2009, 2010. Um, there was a club scene in Dublin that some of you may know, which was ran by my own other half, but yeah. it was uh, War and See You Next Tuesday. There were lots of other nights on at the same time as well. It was great. It was lots of nights. It was it was like an amazing time for club nights. It was. It really was. And also, it was one of those things. Yeah, because around the same time, like you had Cormac Cormac Ashman running like promo and like all like the antics. mother and stuff. There was lots of things on. And and there was there was a lot and. Uh, what was so nice about it is that it was one of the first clubs I went to that was so open. Like straight people and gay people went. Like it was very gay, but it was also very straight and like it was a beautiful mix. Like it was just a really nice anything mix. Anything you wanted. There was debauchery. No, yeah, and there was no. I guess because the, the the like Sarah James and Dave who ran it, like Dave and Sarah straight, but James gay. So that's a nice. You know, it's not yeah. there was there was never it was all it was just inclusive no matter yeah. what you were. Um, I think a lot of nights oh my Jesus we don't even have nights anymore but anyway it was it was just fantastic for me personally I don't know about you Jane but for me I was coming out of a breakup the, when I started going to war so the breakup that I was listening to Damien Rice over um, and I just felt like oh my god I can see again I can like I can I'm yeah. myself again and it was just the best fun of my whole entire life did it have anything to do with a certain handsome <laughs> DJ yeah. in the booth I just I just felt myself again it wasn't to do with the you know Ro would can I just paint a scene as well we talked Ro, about it Ro would um, would hang out by the DJ booth because a certain floppy haired handsome Dave O'Carroll was was spinning spinning the decks I'd grab some of our friends and fucking shift them, them in front, front of them, of them. God. and uh, yeah no same for me like I would I would get my hole every night. Every. No, I'd not get my hole. I'd get a <laughs> no, shift. You would get a shift every night. Every night. It's quite unusual to not get a shift at war. Especially after my teen years of never really getting with anyone and yeah. you know, I was always the one left on the shelf and sure I'd be smitten. <laughs> like everyone in war was like people who probably didn't get the shift back in the day and were just go mad now in our lady. Do you years. remember the girl I kissed? I remember the one girl I kissed and she was so beautiful. Oh my god. And I just remember thinking like Oh my god! And I never got her last name. All I know is her name was Aoife I spent the next day looking at the club night pictures, trying to find her. Oh, there were the pictures afterwards. And I kept singing. I found love in a hopeless place. <laughs> <laughs> we would go every week without fail. It was the best night out. Do you remember then? Peter Fingleton would take the photos, and oh, then yeah. the next day you'd be looking at the photos, and you'd be like, "Now to be fair, he made most people look unbelievable. Like yeah, even yeah. if you were sweaty, the flash was great. Yeah. Um, and you'd be looking through the photos, and then you might see someone." That you like that you shifted or that you saw you're like oh god there they are there yeah. they are and you'd add them on Facebook. Do you remember the the famous picture of that guy gobsmacking me and someone yeah. got a picture at the exact time with literally pint spilling everywhere. The war paint on. It you. wasn't you. I know I, exactly I put it up was. on so I put you it put it up as your profile picture. 
It was like a pint spilling and a lad literally just grabbing my face. It was I mean, gross. So bad they put it up. Like the fact that we put that shit up on social media was so weird. So the songs of the time, what <coughs> so were they? There were many. Okay, you, we, be, there would be obviously Rihanna, Katy Perry's huge one. Actually, Katy Perry's not on my list, but needs to get an Me honorable neither, mention. Yeah, like she yeah. is. Two thousand. We'll do an honorable mention after. But. The song for me, one of my favorite songs of all time, has to be Bad Romance. Oh, I just want to dance. Oh, I want to just take off my clothes and dance. Caught in a bad romance. Oh, it'd be so sweaty. You'd be doing the pause up and oh, everything. Your wrist would be kidding you. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing all the pause. <laughs> me and Jane were losers. We were like just losers. Want to bad romance. And can I add on to that? Another one of the time. <coughs> classic. Don't call me Gaga. Okay. Oh. I've never seen one like that before. <laughs> we really should have prepped like the the, the the catchy bits. That's the weird intro. <laughs> the weird intro. He ate, 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 ate my heart. Anyone like, I didn't realise I was going to listen to a podcast with two girls half singing the whole thing. <laughs> um, honestly, Gaga. There you go. There you go. That's Monster by Lady Gaga. But I that, have... it would be Rihanna, like Only Girl in the World was one I was listening to earlier. Yeah. Um, as I said to you earlier, Ro, it was that time where Rihanna was at her peak and she was churning out like five hits a month, all were number one. God yeah. love her. Unreal. She released seven albums in like six months or something mad. God love her. She really quietened down the national. <laughs> she did. Um, but it was a great night. And even look, even if you don't have a clue what club night we're talking about or you're not from Dublin or whatever, you're probably like, what are they on about? It was just that moment in your life where you find your tribe in a weird way. Yeah. Like, I know it sounds so cliche, but it was just like, it was just... A freedom and like we, you could just we. I think we all came into our own in terms of even style and just wearing whatever you wanted. And it was just amazing. And obviously, I'm biased because I <clears throat> fancied the whole lot yeah. of DJ and have since but been with him for ten years. That, but though, <laughs> besides that, though, it really was the first time you kind of have a little bit of your independence. It was when we were starting college around that time. Yeah, and we would go Probably out twenty nineteen twenty. Yeah, and, and it was the first time. Yeah, it was nineteen twenty. It was <laughs> the roaring twenties. Right. Um, that's how old we are. No, it was um, the first time we broke out of our little, like, South Dublin bubble. Yeah, it was town. It was Dublin. People. Yeah, yeah. And, and met people that um, that we wouldn't have met. And also, because um, we the never would have gone out. It was like our first not, like, proper nights out in Dublin. Yeah. We'd be there. And it was, uh, the pre-drinks were really where um, friendships were forged. And we didn't even do drugs. No, no. <laughs> Like we're just drunk. Like yeah. I'm sure. One time, ha- I I tried to do poppers and uh, I just got really lightheaded and um, burnt my nose. In hindsight, I'd say there was the... a rake of drugs happening there that we were oblivious to. Of course, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. You'd be pumping sweat. Oh, it was brilliant. You'd be stealing pints. Like uh, it was messy. It was messy. Sometimes there'd be themed ones and there'd yeah. be like foam and shit. Anyway, it was um, it was incredible. And I'm sure most of you have a night like that that you that you associate with that time of your life and. Wasn't it grand? And also, I just want to go out so bad now. I this was this was so torturous, bad. and to be twenty one. This was torturous having to find the, to listen back to those tunes because I was like, oh yeah. my god, I want nothing more. I have the goo on me, like nothing else. Yeah, goo. I mean, so I've got a couple more, but like just to add to the goo, like there was that, there was Rihanna, there was all them, and yeah. around the same time, I 
was mad into Kate Nash and one of the songs oh my God, Kate Nash yeah and one of the songs I have is um it takes me back to um just being heartbroken Kate Nash. just being you didn't know I liked Kate Nash I didn't know you liked Kate Nash sure, I went to her 10-year reunion there yeah. Oh my god, it was unbelievable. I've actually seen her live like three times. <laughs> She's brilliant. Uh that first album, um, I guess I was about eighteen. Yeah. Um made made of bricks, is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, the one with foundations on it. But there's this one song in particular, and I think I'll have to play the first verse uninterrupted to yeah. really get it. Um but you know when you fancy someone and, and you just thought like, oh, I I just think we get on. Yeah, I know the exact line you're talking about. Well the name of the song is We Get On. Um, and he's like, I just thought, I just thought we got. I know, on. but it's it's so. I know, yeah. Go on. And uh, it's just. God, I'm listening. So it basically just tells a story of liking someone, having a conversation with someone, liking someone, think that you get on and then you go to a party and you're excited about seeing them and then this happens. Oh, it's heartbreaking. I'm going to cry listen to it. And that was row to me. And you'll never even like him from the start. I'm just, I'm just on her Instagram there. She's not. She's great. She always replies to my comments and stuff. Does she? Yeah. Does she still do music? Um, she did like loads of punk stuff actually for a while, wow. which was a bit bizarre. I'm gonna follow her. Um, but that song. Uh, just reminds me of like a couple I guess different scenarios but but one scenario in particular where I was I spent too much time thinking about a girl that I thought one day she would finally realise she liked me too and she never did and every time my heart would be broken and Ro would be like yeah, you're gonna do so much better blah, blah, blah. and it's just funny to think back I also remember listening to that song and analysing the words and you f- I finally felt like someone's describing the exact situation how I feel right now. Because everybody has fancied someone, been excited about seeing them, gone to the party, dressed up all nice to bump into them and then see them with someone else. And the pit in your Everyone stomach. Everyone has been there. Do you remember that line? Uh, you said I'm actually so many lemons because I, I am, am so, so bitter. bitter. <laughs> yeah. What a legend. Oh, that album, fucking it, unbelievable. And, yeah. and she's a giant fucking ride. Giant ride. Um... Oh God, God! This yeah. I have a lot to listen to tomorrow. Yeah. Um. Okay. My final song is up until recent times, and this is a song that bookmarks the end of a lot of nights out, whether it's a work night out or whether it's with friends. But um, it probably featured in one of my favorite experiences ever, which was I was at a festival, Primavera, the first year I went. With a group of there's only four of us or maybe five of us went um and, and lcd sound system played and i think i know what this is and 
it was just one of those moments where everything was perfect. We, we were with the perfect group. It was the perfect, you know, when everything just falls into place. Yeah. And we were like the perfect amount of drunk. And you're just happy. It just worked. You know yeah. the way like at festivals sometimes you can, uh, things can just be a little bit, you're, you're still on a great happy. time. But it was just utter I've never felt happy like honestly and I can already feel like summer vibes off like what you're describing yeah it just worked out well and everyone had their arms around each other and it was just anyway it's all my friends by LCD Sound System of course banger yeah obviously the intro is the longest intro of all time but uh such a festival song isn't it such a festival song Anyway Banger The thing about that song is It also gets played at the end of like When we have work parties Which are always amazing And it's lovely as well And it just You know the end of it Where are your friends tonight yeah. And it's it's an anthem That you just feel like Hugging every single person around you Because like You're my yeah. friends And I've been listening to it a lot recently And like literally welling up Because it's just like God I just miss that so much Oh that makes me, makes me really sad Just that like Arms around each other At the end of a night And just being like Nothing else matters And that's Where I think are your friends tonight yeah. yeah And that's I think What we miss now so much Is like Just that feeling of Do you know where all your worries are gone for that just that those and few you, hours you're you're just so connected yeah yeah you're not on your phone you're not doing anything you're just dancing you're with talking your to people and you're just literally with your friends having a bop so that song is huge for me that's but i, I think i think it's one. my favorite song ever that's a lovely one yeah well i have one more to finish on okay um which i think <clears> actually ties in nicely with your one mm-hmm. um hold on uh let me Okay, so this song I think is like 2012, I think. Um, I think this is actually important for everybody right now because uh, we're all feeling a bit shit. Uh, this song has particular poignance because it's written by two of our best friends, Eddie and Louise <laughs> McNamara. Uh, it's called Forget Me Nots. And uh, it takes me back to a simpler time of being like 22, 23. Um, and it just has such a nice message that it's all right not to feel okay. And it was filmed, the video for it was filmed in my house. And I remember when we were filming, like we got like the the girls like had a, had a director and, and stuff. And then um, we got loads of our friends basically mm-hmm. and shot with a lot of our friends. So the music video for it, if you look up on YouTube is some of my closest friends at the time some who I'm not so close with anymore some who I'm still really good friends with and uh, in the end we were all laid down on the grass in my back garden when I used to live in this like session gaff in Kalini and it like pans out and you can see all my friends and it's just it's lovely. the nicest thing ever so it really takes me back to like it was it was kind of last time I really felt that feeling of you know being young and having a massive group of friends and you just feel like a part of something God before adulthood it's so true and it was that cusp of like everyone going off to college before and all that happening yeah. but yeah I think I only watched that video not too long ago and that moment of seeing your whole wide group of friends it's so sad as well in some ways because you're like god our, our circles are so small now which is fine yeah but it's still just like wow we were all so close well like, where we weren't like well I lived in that house and like it was just like a drop-in center like yeah, people yeah, were yeah. dropping in and out and you know we had movie nights and everything and Mm. And uh, yeah, it's just such a beautiful song. So um, I commend the gals for writing it because yep. I think it's one of those songs that will stand the test of time. Absolutely. And I hope they don't uh, 
send a cease and desist you yes, know when they hear this song so it's forget me not by heathers the really uh, the intros yeah <laughs> <laughs> So beautiful. I leave you blind and don't leave anyone behind. And all those things that make you stronger. We should start our own band. Let's do it. Yeah. Lockdown. Ro, Ro has a starring role in this video, actually. <laughs> I do. It's terrible. Yeah. Oh, banger. It's alright not to feel okay. Anyway, one yeah. or two. And that's just even even Heather's. When they would have performed Every all Heather songs It's just nostalgic as well Because just again Brings back to time Where we used to go to gigs God remember gigs Jesus We were always the groupies Hanging around with front row yeah. Back but when the, the, Back yeah. when they'd like yeah. be, have, Remember when was their big hit Every gig Do you remember uh, when they'd cover um, Tegan and Sarah in 19 Yeah And he'd be like Play it play it Yeah <laughs> But <laughs> Oh god I feel a bit nostalgic now. Yeah, me too. I feel a bit funny. <laughs> I really wish I was back. I if I would go back to that time for a night for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Oh my god. That song is has obviously great message behind it as well. It does. It's all right, lads. Not it's to feel okay. All right, not to feel okay. Um, as we all are in the cusp of a in the cusp in the midst of a lockdown at the moment. Sorry for um, getting you in the goo. If we did. If we did. I'm sorry if we got you all rolled up with nowhere to go. And also, what are your songs? Because I'm conscious as well that I think um, a lot of the people who are like our age who listen to the podcast probably would feel the same way. And a lot of the songs would yeah. be the hits when they were um, going out and stuff. But I like... Like, I would, like 22-year-olds now, I'm like, I have no idea like what you listen to. Yeah, no idea. Like, you were you were 10 when Lady Gaga was at her, at her peak. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's mad. Yeah. Um, so I want to know or do I even want to know <laughs> what they're listening to on their nights out what their songs are I want to know yeah no I'm curious I'm curious everyone has their tunes I mean there's so much more I ha- we haven't even got into like you know the tunes you have with your other half and like the songs that are important to your relationship there's a whole rake of them and whole rake of them and also we left out a lot like we had to shave a time we do our honorary mentions yeah yeah honorary mention Katy Perry goes without saying me have and Roe are friends big fans I have to give an honor mention to Queen particularly Don't Stop Me Now that was the song right. when I was in the my parents would always play it in the car so all Aww. three of us in the back and I'd be just banging out that yeah Um, I've a similar one Summer 69 for a while oh, my dad had Brian Adams unplugged on CD and it was the only CD we had in the car so it was just that on repeat Um, yeah there's a lot there's a lot yeah yeah let us know your songs and we just thought this would be a nice one to do because we're all in a funny elf space now and yeah. we thought we'd do a nice little bit of fluff bit of fluffy flaff bit fluff. of fluff and apologies to any of the artists who may be listening to yes. this podcast I'm uh, sure Gag is cheating you can contact her. our lawyers <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> just like Eddie and Louise are there raging and where's my royalty that sounded so naff as well you can contact our lawyers ha 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 what are we on oh, Jesus you sound like a mom yeah oh contact my lawyer why oh, don't you it's funny because I don't have one um, <laughs> it would be shit though if we did get sued that would be terrible I'm sure we'd get a cease and desist first I don't know what that means but yeah um, thanks for listening lads. also just a little plug <clears throat> if you're coming into 
lockdown I'm sure you are if you're living in Ireland you are and you want a bit of extra content in your ears Ooh. from your two fave gals well done get them while they're down Ro yeah get them while they're down why don't you subscribe to Shite Talk yeah. two extra eps a month two eps a month where we talk absolute shite absolute nonsense but more than that it's not so much that it's shite but we get a bit more personal we do we talk about all the things going on in our life that week so it's hot off the press yeah and genuinely I do feel like when we do an episode of Shy Talk because we're speaking to significantly less amount of people I feel that like my guard is naturally a bit down like I find that I'm like ah sure if I'm like about to stop myself from same. saying something I'll be like ah it's fine it's only Shy Talk same I'm like about yeah literally yeah. the exact same yeah yeah uh, I'm like which one are we on Shy yeah, Talk yeah. or main um, but it's good crack and obviously we really appreciate the support however we know times are mad for people so yeah. I'm like, don't be pressured. You don't have to. Don't worry. Because if anyone feels pressure, if if you don't want to become a patron, but you do want to help us out and spread the word, um, please either leave us a review or send an episode you like to your to your mates WhatsApp group, or take a screen grab of your Spotify when you're listening to us and put it in your stories and tag us. Recommend it to a mate. Recommend us to a mate. Whatever. Um, all of it is really really helpful and actually really like helpful. it really it does more than you think it does. So yeah, yeah. If you're listening to us right now and you enjoyed it. Screenshot the fuck out of it. Post it on your stories. Yeah. Do, do it. appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um and look, stay safe. See you on the other side. Our next Unprecedented episode, our times. Next episode will probably be through Zoom, by the way. Yeah, so enjoy this shit hot audio while yeah. you can. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's screechy. <laughs> Spotify in the mic. Two girls home singing. Hold on, of- let me find the part now. Let me find the part. God, we really were tech savvy at this one, but you no. look, that's what you get. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bye. See you. Bye.